Welcome back to the weekly Bible reading. This is week 11. Today we're going to read Leviticus chapter 12 through 19. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word, even these harder parts that are sometimes harder for us to get through, and yet we know they are teaching us some very important things about you. We pray that as we read this, we will understand the meaning of these things spiritually, the cleanness that you want from your people, complete separate from sin, and holy to you. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Leviticus chapter 12 Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, If a woman conceives and bears a male child, then she shall be unclean seven days, as in the days of her monthly period she shall be unclean. In the eighth day the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. She shall continue in the blood of purification thirty-three days. She shall not touch any holy thing, nor come into the sanctuary, until the days of her purifying are completed. But if she bears a female child, then she shall be unclean two weeks, as in her period, and she shall continue in the blood of purification sixty-six days. When the days of her purification are completed for a son or for a daughter, she shall bring to the priest at the door of the tent of meeting a year-old lamb for a burnt offering, and a young pigeon or a turtle dove for a sin offering. He shall offer it before Yahweh and make atonement for her. Then she shall be cleansed from the fountain of her blood." This is the law for her who bears, whether male or female. If she cannot afford a lamb, then she shall take two turtle doves or two young pigeons, the one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering. The priest shall make atonement for her, and she shall be clean. Chapter 13 Yahweh spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, When a man shall have a swelling in his body's skin, or a scab, or a bright spot, and it becomes in the skin of his body the plague of leprosy, then he shall be brought to Aaron the priest, or to one of his sons the priests. The priest shall examine the plague in the skin of the body. If the hair in the plague has turned white, and the appearance of the plague is deeper than the body's skin, it is the plague of leprosy. So the priest shall examine him, and pronounce him unclean. If the bright spot is white in the skin of his body, and its appearance isn't deeper than the skin, and its hair hasn't turned white, then the priest shall isolate the infected person for seven days. The priest shall examine him on the seventh day. Behold, if in his eyes the plague is arrested, and the plague hasn't spread in the skin, then the priest shall isolate him for seven more days. The priest shall examine him again on the seventh day. Behold, if the plague has faded, and the plague hasn't spread in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean. It is a scab. He shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the scab spreads on the skin after he has shown himself to the priest for his cleansing, he shall show himself to the priest again. The priest shall examine him, and behold, if the scab has spread on the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is leprosy. When the plague of leprosy is in a man, then he shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall examine him. Behold, if there is a white swelling in the skin, and it has turned the hair white, and there is raw flesh in the swelling, it is a chronic leprosy in the skin of his body, 
and the priest shall pronounce him unclean. He shall not isolate him, for he is already unclean. If the leprosy breaks out all over the skin, and the leprosy covers all the skin of the infected person from his head even to his feet, as far as it appears to the priest, then the priest shall examine him. Behold, if the leprosy has covered all his flesh, he shall pronounce him clean of the plague. It has all turned white. He is clean. But whenever raw flesh appears in him, he shall be unclean. The priest shall examine the raw flesh and pronounce him unclean. The raw flesh is unclean. It is leprosy. Or if the raw flesh turns again and is changed to white, then he shall come to the priest. The priest shall examine him. Behold, if the plague has turned white, then the priest shall pronounce him clean of the plague. He is clean. When the body has a boil on its skin, and it has healed, and in the place of the boil there is a white swelling, or a bright spot, reddish-white, then it shall be shown to the priest. The priest shall examine it. Behold, if its appearance is deeper than the skin, and its hair has turned white, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the plague of leprosy. It has broken out in the boil. But if the priest examines it, and behold, there are no white hairs in it, and it isn't deeper than the skin, but is dim, then the priest shall isolate him seven days. If it spreads in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a plague. But if the bright spot stays in its place, and hasn't spread, it is the scar from the boil, and the priest shall pronounce him clean. Or when the body has a burn from fire on its skin, and the raw flesh of the burn becomes a bright spot, reddish-white, or white. Then the priest shall examine it, and behold, if the hair in the bright spot has turned white, and its appearance is deeper than the skin, it is leprosy. It has broken out in the burning, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the plague of leprosy. But if the priest examines it, and behold, there is no white hair in the bright spot, and it isn't deeper than the skin, but has faded, then the priest shall isolate him seven days. The priest shall examine him on the seventh day. If it has spread in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the plague of leprosy. If the bright spot stays in its place and hasn't spread in the skin, but is faded, it is the swelling from the burn, and the priest shall pronounce him clean, for it is the scar from the burn. When a man or woman has a plague on the head or on the beard, then the priest shall examine the plague, and behold, if its appearance is deeper than the skin, and the hair in it is yellow and thin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is an itch. It is leprosy of the head or of the beard. If the priest examines the plague of itching, and behold, its appearance isn't deeper than the skin, and there is no black hair in it, then the priest shall isolate the person infected with the itching seven days. On the seventh day the priest shall examine the plague, and behold, if the itch hasn't spread, and there is no yellow hair in it, and the appearance of the itch isn't deeper than the skin, then he shall be shaved, but he shall not shave the itch. Then the priest shall isolate the one who has the itch seven more days. On the seventh day the priest shall examine the itch, and behold, if the itch hasn't spread in the skin, and its appearance isn't deeper than the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean. He shall wash his clothes and be clean. But if the itch spreads in the skin after his cleansing, then the priest shall examine him, and behold, if the itch has spread in the skin, the priest shall not look for the yellow hair. 
he is unclean. But if in his eyes the itch is arrested, and black hair has grown in it, then the itch is healed, he is clean. The priest shall pronounce him clean. When a man or a woman has bright spots in the skin of the body, even white bright spots, then the priest shall examine them. Behold, if the bright spots on the skin of their body are a dull white, it is a harmless rash. It has broken out in the skin. He is clean. If a man's hair has fallen from his head, he is bald. He is clean. If his hair has fallen off from the front part of his head, he is forehead bald. He is clean. But if a reddish-white plague is in the bald head or the bald forehead, it is leprosy breaking out in his bald head or his bald forehead. Then the priest shall examine him. Behold, if the swelling of the plague is reddish-white in his bald head or in his bald forehead, like the appearance of leprosy in the skin of the body, he is a leprous man. He is unclean. The priest shall surely pronounce him unclean. His plague is on his head. The leper in whom the plague is shall wear torn clothes, and the hair of his head shall hang loose. He shall cover his upper lip, and shall cry, Unclean! Unclean! All the days in which the plague is in him he shall be unclean. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. His dwelling shall be outside of the camp. The garment also that the plague of leprosy is in, whether it is a woolen garment or a linen garment, whether it is in warp or woof, of linen or of wool, whether in a leather or in anything made of leather, if the plague is greenish or reddish in the garment or in the leather or in the warp or in the woof or in anything made of leather, it is the plague of leprosy and shall be shown to the priest. The priest shall examine the plague and isolate the plague seven days. He shall examine the plague on the seventh day. If the plague has spread in the garment, either in the warp or in the woof or in the skin, whatever use the skin is used for, the plague is a destructive mildew. It is unclean. He shall burn the garment, whether the warp or the woof, in wool or in linen, or anything of leather in which the plague is, for it is a destructive mildew. It shall be burned in the fire. If the priest examines it, and behold, the plague hasn't spread in the garment, either in the warp or in the woof or in anything of skin, then the priest shall command that they wash the thing that the plague is in, and he shall isolate it seven more days. Then the priest shall examine it, after the plague is washed, and behold, if the plague hasn't changed its color and the plague hasn't spread, it is unclean. You shall burn it in the fire. It is a mildewed spot, whether the bareness is inside or outside. If the priest looks, and behold, the plague has faded after it is washed, then he shall tear it out of the garment, or out of the skin, or out of the warp, or out of the woof. And if it appears again in the garment, either in the warp, or in the woof, or in anything of the skin, it is spreading. You shall burn with fire that in which the plague is. The garment, either the warp, or the woof, or whatever thing of skin it is, which you shall wash, if the plague has departed from them, then it shall be washed the second time, and it will be clean. This is the law of the plague of mildew in a garment of wool or linen, either in the warp or in the woof, or in anything of skin, to pronounce it clean or to pronounce it unclean. Chapter 14 Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought to the priest, and the priest shall go out of the camp. The priest shall examine him. Behold, if the plague of leprosy is healed in the leper, 
then the priest shall command them to take for him who is to be cleansed two living clean birds, cedar wood, scarlet, and hyssop. The priest shall command them to kill one of the birds in an earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it, the cedar wood, the scarlet, and the hyssop, and shall dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. He shall sprinkle on him who is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times, and shall pronounce him clean, and shall let the living bird go into the open field. He who is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes, and shave off all his hair, and bathe himself in water, and he shall be clean. After that he shall come into the camp, but shall dwell outside his tent seven days. It shall be on the seventh day that he shall shave all his hair off his head, and his beard, and his eyebrows, even all his hair he shall shave off. He shall wash his clothes, and he shall bathe his body in water. Then he shall be clean. On the eighth day he shall take two male lambs without defect, one ewe lamb, a year old, without defect, three-tenths of an ephah of fine flour for a meal offering mixed with oil, and one log of oil. The priest who cleanses him shall set the man who is to be cleansed and these things before Yahweh at the door of the tent of meeting. The priest shall take one of the male lambs and offer him for a trespass offering with the log of oil and wave them for a wave offering before Yahweh. He shall kill the male lamb in the place where they kill the sin offering and the burnt offering, in the place of the sanctuary, for as the sin offering is the priest's, so is the trespass offering, it is most holy. The priest shall take some of the blood of the trespass offering, and the priest shall put it on the tip of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. The priest shall take some of the log of oil, and pour it into the palm of his own left hand. The priest shall dip his right finger in the oil that is in his left hand, and shall sprinkle some of the oil with his finger seven times before Yahweh. The priest shall put some of the rest of the oil that is in his hand on the tip of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot, upon the blood of the trespass offering. The rest of the oil that is in the priest's hand he shall put on the head of him who is to be cleansed, and the priest shall make atonement for him before Yahweh. The priest shall offer the sin offering, and make atonement for him who is to be cleansed because of his uncleanness. Afterward he shall kill the burnt offering. Then the priest shall offer the burnt offering and the meal offering on the altar. The priest shall make atonement for him, and he shall be clean. If he is poor and can't afford so much, then he shall take one male lamb for a trespass offering to be waived, to make atonement for him, and one-tenth of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil for a meal offering, and a log of oil, and two turtle-doves or two young pigeons, such as he is able to afford, and the one shall be a sin offering, and the other a burnt offering. On the eighth day he shall bring them for his cleansing to the priest, to the door of the tent of meeting before Yahweh. The priest shall take the lamb of the trespass offering, and the log of oil, and the priest shall wave them for a wave offering before Yahweh. He shall kill the lamb of the trespass offering. The priest shall take him some of the blood of the trespass offering, and put it on the tip of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. The priest shall pour some of the oil into the palm of his own left hand, and the priest shall sprinkle with his right finger some of the oil that is in his left hand seven times before Yahweh. 
Then the priest shall put some of the oil that is in his hand on the tip of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, and on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot, on the place of the blood of the trespass offering. The rest of the oil that is in the priest's hand he shall put on the head of him who is to be cleansed, to make atonement for him before Yahweh. He shall offer one of the turtle doves, or one of the young pigeons, whichever he is able to afford, of the kind he is able to afford, the one for a sin offering, and the other for a burnt offering, with the meal offering. The priest shall make atonement for him who is to be cleansed before Yahweh. This is the law for him in whom is the plague of leprosy, who is not able to afford the sacrifice for his cleansing. Yahweh spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, When you come into the land of Canaan, which I give you for a possession, and I put a spreading mildew in a house in the land of your possession, then he who owns the house shall come and tell the priests, saying, There seems to me to be some sort of plague in the house. The priest shall command that they empty the house before the priest goes in to examine the plague, that all that is in the house not be made unclean. Afterward the priest shall go in to inspect the house. He shall examine the plague, and behold, if the plague is in the walls of the house with hollow streaks, greenish or reddish, and it appears to be deeper than the wall, then the priest shall go out of the house to the door of the house and shut up the house seven days. The priest shall come again on the seventh day and look. If the plague has spread in the walls of the house, then the priest shall command that they take out the stones in which is the plague and cast them into an unclean place outside of the city. He shall cause the inside of the house to be scraped all over. They shall pour out the mortar that they scraped off outside of the city into an unclean place. They shall take other stones and put them in the place of those stones, and he shall take other mortar and shall plaster the house. If the plague comes again and breaks out in the house after he has taken out the stones and after he has scraped the house and after it was plastered, then the priest shall come in and look, and behold, if the plague has spread in the house, it is a destructive mildew in the house, it is unclean. He shall break down the house, its stones and its timber, and all the house's mortar. He shall carry them out of the city into an unclean place. Moreover, he who goes into the house while it is shut up shall be unclean until the evening. He who lies down in the house shall wash his clothes, and he who eats in the house shall wash his clothes. If the priest shall come in and examine it, and behold, the plague hasn't spread in the house after the house was plastered, then the priest shall pronounce the house clean because the plague is healed. To cleanse the house he shall take two birds, cedar wood, scarlet, and hyssop. He shall kill one of the birds in an earthen vessel over running water. He shall take the cedar wood, the hyssop, the scarlet, and the living bird, and dip them in the blood of the slain bird and in the running water, and sprinkle the house seven times. He shall cleanse the house with the blood of the bird and with the running water, with the living bird, with the cedar wood, with the hyssop, and with the scarlet. But he shall let the living bird go out from the city into the open field. So shall he make atonement for the house, and it shall be clean. This is the law for any plague of leprosy, and for an itch, and for the destructive mildew of a garment, and for a house, and for a swelling, and for a scab, and for a bright spot, to teach when it is unclean, and when it is clean. This is the law of leprosy. Chapter 15 Yahweh spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and tell them, 
When any man has a discharge from his body, because of his discharge he is unclean. This shall be his uncleanness in his discharge. Whether his body runs with his discharge, or his body has stopped from his discharge, it is his uncleanness. Every bed on which he who has the discharge lies shall be unclean, and everything he sits on shall be unclean. Whoever touches his bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. He who sits on anything on which the man who has the discharge sat shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. He who touches the body of him who has the discharge shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. If he who has the discharge spits on him who is clean, then he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. Whatever saddle he who has the discharge rides on shall be unclean. Whoever touches anything that was under him shall be unclean until the evening. He who carries these things shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. Whomever he who has the discharge touches without having rinsed his hands in water, he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. The earthen vessel, which he who has the discharge touches, shall be broken, and every vessel of wood shall be rinsed in water. When he who has a discharge is cleansed of his discharge, then he shall count to himself seven days for his cleansing and wash his clothes, and he shall bathe his flesh in running water and shall be clean. On the eighth day he shall take two turtle doves or two young pigeons and come before Yahweh to the door of the tent of meeting and give them to the priest. The priest shall offer them the one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. The priest shall make atonement for him before Yahweh for his discharge. If any man has an emission of semen, then he shall bathe all his flesh in water and be unclean until the evening. Every garment and every skin which the semen is on shall be washed with water and be unclean until the evening. If a man lies with a woman, and there is an omission of semen, they shall both bathe themselves in water, and be unclean until the evening. If a woman has a discharge, and her discharge in her flesh is blood, she shall be in her impurity seven days. Whoever touches her shall be unclean until the evening. Everything that she lies on in her impurity shall be unclean. Everything also that she sits on shall be unclean. Whoever touches her bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. Whoever touches anything that she sits on shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. If it is on the bed or on anything she sits on, when he touches it, he shall be unclean until the evening. If any man lies with her and her monthly flow is on him, he shall be unclean seven days and every bed he lies on shall be unclean. If a woman has a discharge of her blood many days, not in the time of her period, or if she has a discharge beyond the time of her period, all the days of the discharge of her uncleanness shall be as in the days of her period. She is unclean. Every bed she lies on all the days of her discharge shall be to her as the bed of her period. Everything she sits on shall be unclean as the uncleanness of her period. Whoever touches these things shall be unclean, and shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the evening. But if she is cleansed of her discharge, then she shall count to herself seven days. And after that, 
she shall be clean. On the eighth day she shall take two turtle doves or two young pigeons and bring them to the priest, to the door of the tent of meeting. The priest shall offer the one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering, and the priest shall make atonement for her before Yahweh for the uncleanness of her discharge. Thus you shall separate the children of Israel from their uncleanness, so they will not die in their uncleanness when they defile my tabernacle that is among them. This is the law of him who has a discharge, and of him who has an omission of semen, so that he is unclean by it, and her who has her period, and of a man or woman who has a discharge, and of him who lies with her who is unclean. Chapter 16 Yahweh spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they came near before Yahweh and died. And Yahweh said to Moses, Tell Aaron your brother not to come at just any time into the most holy place within the veil before the mercy seat which is on the ark, lest he die. For I will appear in the cloud on the mercy seat. Aaron shall come into the sanctuary with a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He shall put on the holy linen tunic. He shall have the linen trousers on his body and shall put on the linen sash and he shall be clothed with the linen turban. They are the holy garments. He shall bathe his body in water and put them on. He shall take from the congregation of the children of Israel two male goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. Aaron shall offer the bull of the sin offering which is for himself and make atonement for himself and for his house. He shall take the two goats and set them before Yahweh at the door of the tent of meeting. Aaron shall cast lots for the two goats one lot for Yahweh, and the other for the scapegoat. Aaron shall present the goat on which the lot fell for Yahweh, and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell for the scapegoat shall be presented alive before Yahweh to make atonement for him, to send him away as the scapegoat into the wilderness. Aaron shall present the bull of the sin offering which is for himself, and shall make atonement for himself and for his house, and shall kill the bull of the sin offering which is for himself. He shall take a censer full of coals of fire from off the altar before Yahweh, and two handfuls of sweet incense beaten small, and bring it within the veil. He shall put the incense on the fire before Yahweh, that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is on the covenant, so that he will not die. He shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the mercy seat on the east, and before the mercy seat he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people, and bring his blood within the veil, and do with his blood as he did with the blood of the bull, and sprinkle it on the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. He shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel, and because of their transgressions, even all their sins. And so he shall do for the tent of meeting that dwells with them in the middle of their uncleanness. No one shall be in the tent of meeting when he enters to make atonement in the holy place, until he comes out and has made atonement for himself and for his household and for all the assembly of Israel. He shall go out to the altar that is before Yahweh and make atonement for it, and shall take some of the bull's blood and some of the goat's blood and put it around on the horns of the altar. He shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times, and cleanse it, and make it holy from the uncleanness of the children of Israel. When he has finished atoning for the holy place, the tent of meeting, 
and the altar, he shall present the live goat. Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat, and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel, and all their transgressions, even all their sins, and he shall put them on the head of the goat, and shall send him away into the wilderness by the hand of a man who is ready. The goat shall carry all their iniquities on himself to a solitary land, and he shall release the goat in the wilderness. Aaron shall come into the tent of meeting, and shall take off the linen garments, which he put on when he went into the holy place, and shall leave them there. Then he shall bathe himself in water in a holy place, put on his garments, and come out and offer his burnt offering, and the burnt offering of the people, and make atonement for himself and for the people. The fat of the sin offering he shall burn on the altar. He who lets the goat go as the scapegoat shall wash his clothes and bathe his flesh in water, and afterward he shall come into the camp. The bull for the sin offering and the goat for the sin offering, whose blood was brought in to make atonement in the holy place, shall be carried outside the camp, and they shall burn their skins, their flesh, and their dung with fire. He who burns them shall wash his clothes and bathe his flesh in water, and afterward he shall come into the camp. It shall be a statute to you forever. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict your souls, and shall do no kind of work, whether native-born or a stranger who lives as a foreigner among you. For on this day shall atonement be made for you to cleanse you. You shall be clean from all your sins before Yahweh. It is a Sabbath of solemn rest to you, and you shall afflict your souls. It is a statute forever. The priest who is anointed and who is consecrated to be priest in his father's place shall make the atonement and shall put on the linen garments, even the holy garments. Then he shall make atonement for the holy sanctuary, and he shall make atonement for the tent of meeting and for the altar, and he shall make atonement for the priests and for all the people of the assembly. This shall be an everlasting statute for you, to make atonement for the children of Israel once in the year because of all their sins. It was done as Yahweh commanded Moses. Chapter 17 Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and to his sons and to all the children of Israel, and say to them, This is the thing which Yahweh has commanded. Whatever man there is of the house of Israel who kills a bull or lamb or goat in the camp, or who kills it outside the camp, and hasn't brought it to the door of the tent of meeting to offer it as an offering to Yahweh before Yahweh's tabernacle, blood shall be imputed to that man. He has shed blood. That man shall be cut off from among his people. This is to the end that the children of Israel may bring their sacrifices, which they sacrifice in the open field, that they may bring them to Yahweh, to the door of the tent of meeting, to the priest, and sacrifice them for sacrifices of peace offerings to Yahweh. The priest shall sprinkle the blood on Yahweh's altar at the door of the tent of meeting, and burn the fat for a pleasant aroma to Yahweh. They shall no more sacrifice their sacrifices to the goat idols, after which they play the prostitute. This shall be a statute forever to them throughout their generations. You shall say to them, any man there is, of the house of Israel, or of the strangers who live as foreigners among them, who offers a burnt offering or sacrifice, and doesn't bring it to the door of the tent of meeting to sacrifice it to Yahweh, that man shall be cut off from his people. Any man of the house of Israel, or of the strangers who live as foreigners among them, who eats any kind of blood, 
I will set my face against that soul who eats blood, and will cut him off from among his people. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement by reason of the life. Therefore I have said to the children of Israel, No person among you may eat blood, nor may any stranger who lives as a foreigner among you eat blood. Whatever man there is of the children of Israel, or of the strangers who live as foreigners among them, who takes in hunting any animal or bird that may be eaten, he shall pour out its blood and cover it with dust. For as to the life of all flesh, its blood is with its life. Therefore I said to the children of Israel, You shall not eat the blood of any kind of flesh, for the life of all flesh is its blood. Whoever eats it shall be cut off. Every person that eats what dies of itself, or that which is torn by animals, whether he is native-born or a foreigner, shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and be unclean until the evening. Then he shall be clean. But if he doesn't wash them or bathe his flesh, then he shall bear his iniquity. Chapter 18 Yahweh said to Moses, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, I am Yahweh your God. You shall not do as they do in the land of Egypt where you lived. You shall not do as they do in the land of Canaan where I am bringing you. You shall not follow their statutes. You shall do my ordinances. You shall keep my statutes and walk in them. I am Yahweh your God. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my ordinances, which, if a man does, he shall live in them. I am Yahweh. None of you shall approach any close relatives to uncover their nakedness. I am Yahweh. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father, nor the nakedness of your mother. She is your mother. You shall not uncover her nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife. It is your father's nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your sister, the daughter of your father, or the daughter of your mother, whether born at home or born abroad. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your son's daughter, or of your daughter's daughter, even their nakedness, for theirs is your own nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife's daughter, conceived by your father, since she is your sister. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's sister, she is your father's near kinswoman. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister, for she is your mother's near kinswoman. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's brother. You shall not approach his wife. She is your aunt. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife. You shall not uncover her nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife. It is your brother's nakedness. You shall not uncover the nakedness of a woman and her daughter. You shall not take her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter to uncover her nakedness. They are near kinswomen. It is wickedness. You shall not take a wife in addition to her sister to be a rival, to uncover her nakedness while her sister is still alive. You shall not approach a woman to uncover her nakedness as long as she is impure by her uncleanness. You shall not lie carnally with your neighbor's wife and defile yourself with her. You shall not give any of your children as a sacrifice to Molech. You shall not profane the name of your God, I am Yahweh. You shall not lie with a man as with a woman. That is detestable. You shall not lie with any animal to defile yourself with it. No woman may give herself to an animal to lie down with it. It is a perversion. 
don't defile yourselves in any of these ways. For in all these the nations which I am casting out before you were defiled. The land was defiled. Therefore I punished its iniquity, and the land vomited out her inhabitants. You therefore shall keep my statutes and my ordinances, and shall not do any of these abominations, neither the native-born nor the stranger who lives as a foreigner among you. For the men of the land that were before you had done all these abominations, and the land became defiled, that the land not vomit you out also, when you defile it, as it vomited out the nation that was before you. For whoever shall do any of these abominations, even the souls that do them shall be cut off from among their people. Therefore you shall keep my requirements, that you do not practice any of these abominable customs, which were practiced before you, that you do not defile yourselves with them. I am Yahweh your God. Chapter 19 Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel, and tell them, You shall be holy, for I, Yahweh your God, am holy. Each one of you shall respect his mother and his father. You shall keep my Sabbaths. I am Yahweh your God. Don't turn to idols, nor make molten gods for yourselves. I am Yahweh your God. When you offer a sacrifice of peace offerings to Yahweh, you shall offer it so that you may be accepted. It shall be eaten the same day you offer it, and on the next day. If anything remains until the third day, it shall be burned with fire. If it is eaten at all on the third day, it is an abomination. It will not be accepted. But everyone who eats it shall bear his iniquity, because he has profaned the holy thing of Yahweh, and that soul shall be cut off from his people. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field, neither shall you gather the gleanings of your harvest. You shall not glean your vineyard, neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and for the foreigner. I am Yahweh your God. You shall not steal. You shall not lie. You shall not deceive one another. You shall not swear by my name falsely and profane the name of your God. I am Yahweh. You shall not oppress your neighbor nor rob him. The wages of a hired servant shall not remain with you all night until the morning. You shall not curse the deaf nor put a stumbling block before the blind, but you shall fear your God. I am Yahweh. You shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor, neither show favoritism to the great, but you shall judge your neighbor in righteousness. You shall not go around as a slanderer among your people. You shall not endanger the life of your neighbor. I am Yahweh. You shall not hate your brother in your heart. You shall surely rebuke your neighbor and not bear sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am Yahweh. You shall keep my statutes. You shall not cross-breed different kinds of animals. You shall not sow your field with two kinds of seed. Don't wear a garment made of two kinds of material. If a man lies carnally with a woman who is a slave girl, pledged to be married to another man and not ransomed or given her freedom, they shall be punished. They shall not be put to death, because she was not free. He shall bring his trespass offering to Yahweh to the door of the tent of meeting, even a ram for a trespass offering. The priest shall make atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering before Yahweh, 
for his sin which he has committed, and the sin which he has committed shall be forgiven him. When you come into the land and have planted all kinds of trees for food, then you shall count their fruit as forbidden. For three years it shall be forbidden to you, it shall not be eaten. But in the fourth year all its fruit shall be holy, for giving praise to Yahweh. In the fifth year you shall eat its fruit, that it may yield its increase to you. I am Yahweh your God. You shall not eat any meat with the blood still in it. You shall not use enchantments, nor practice sorcery. You shall not cut the hair on the sides of your head, or clip off the edge of your beard. You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you. I am Yahweh. Don't profane your daughter to make her a prostitute, lest the land fall to prostitution and the land become full of wickedness. You shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am Yahweh. Don't turn to those who are mediums, nor to the wizards. Don't seek them out to be defiled by them. I am Yahweh your God. You shall rise up before the gray head, and honor the face of the elderly, and you shall fear your God. I am Yahweh. If a stranger lives as a foreigner with you in your land, you shall not do him wrong. The stranger who lives as a foreigner with you shall be to you as the native-born among you, and you shall love him as yourself, for you lived as foreigners in the land of Egypt. I am Yahweh your God. You shall do no unrighteousness in judgment, in measures of length, of weight, or of quantity. You shall have just balances, just weights, a just ephah, and a just hen. I am Yahweh your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. You shall observe all my statutes and all my ordinances, and do them. I am Yahweh. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.